Welcome to Bayou Business Download, a podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership where we dive into the data and analytics influencing the region's economy. Today is Wednesday, August 18th. I'm your host, AJ Mastretta, and I'm joined once again today by Partnership Senior Vice President of Research, Patrick Jankowski. In this episode, we're going to discuss the impact of the COVID-19 Delta variant. Just when we thought things were looking more positive regarding the pandemic, the new variant has wreaked havoc on our healthcare system and led to more death across the country and here in Houston. While doctors and nurses work to save lives, could this fourth wave derail our economic recovery? Patrick, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Jay, it's good to see you again. And for those of you who are listening, I am seeing AJ as we're recording this. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We're, we're, we've mastered this uh, via Zoom, but uh, hopefully we're in person uh, a little bit more going forward once we get past hopefully this, this most recent surge, which is what we're talking about today. Patrick, I want to begin with the big picture. Talk, if you can, about where job recovery is nationwide right now and here in the Houston region. Nationwide, actually, we're looking quite good. Uh, July was just absolutely phenomenal. 943,000 jobs. That's on top of of June. We had 938,000 jobs, over 600,000 in May. So so in the last three months for which we have job data, we created 2.6 million jobs. That's pretty much what we'd create in a normal year. So we've had a year's worth of growth just in three months. So that's that's nice to see. So, So now let me talk about Houston. In Houston, June, the most recent month for which we have data, 6,500 jobs. May, roughly 20,000. April, roughly 18,000. Uh, we have seen in the last three months about 44,000 jobs in Houston. That's really pretty good. Uh, we're on track right now to maybe add roughly 100,000 jobs in, in 21. Uh, that said, Houston's not doing quite as well as the rest of the nation in the jobs recovery. Uh, the U.S., since the bottom of the pandemic, we've picked up over 16 million jobs. Uh, the U.S. has recovered 75% of everything it's lost. Uh, Houston, not quite so well. We've added 213,000 of the, of the 261,000 that we lost, but we've only re- recouped uh, roughly about 59% of what mm. we've lost. So you can see that we're just a little bit below where we should be. Claims, U.S. claims and Houston claims are both trending down. U.S. claims are, are, are below 400,000, which is great to see on a on a weekly basis. And we're talking uh, about jobless claims specifically. Yeah, I'm sorry, jobless claims. Yes, jobless claims for the U.S. below 400,000. Uh, that's been kind of one of those benchmarks economists have been looking for. Mm. And if we're looking for uh, claims for Houston, we're below 7,000 over the last uh, few weeks. Uh, back at the peak, we were looking at 76,000 claims a week. So you can see how much the, the situation has improved here in Houston. Absolutely. No, that makes sense. Um, Patrick, Talk about, if you can, the types of industries where we're seeing some of the biggest growth and then some of those industries where we are conti- we continue to lag. Okay. Well, if you want to look at the, the sectors that are doing the best, those are the ones that actually did the worst early on. Those are the ones that were impacted by social distancing. But as we've lifted the restrictions that the economies reopen, as consumers have rebuilt their confidence, they've done quite well. We've gotten back 98% of all the jobs that we lost in the restaurants and, and, and bars. We've gotten back 96% of all the jobs we lost in arts and recreation areas. We've gotten back 86% of all the jobs that we lost in retail. And those are the ones that have benefited from the reopening. There are some sectors, though, that are still struggling, that are still losing jobs, and that's construction, it's manufacturing, that's energy, and it's wholesale trade because wholesale trade feeds the energy sector, and wholesale trade also feeds the manufacturing sector. 
all four of those sectors I named, they are still losing jobs, but they account for over half of the losses we still have to recoup to get back to where we were prior to the pandemic. And there's a word for this, right? Uh, in economic terms, you know, when we talk about recovery, um, how, how are we framing this uh, in terms of well, the direction? Economists like to use visuals. It's kind of hard to use a visual on the radio. So I'm asking our, <laughs> our, our, our own podcast. So I'm asking our, 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 our listeners to visualize a K. Mm. And the K has that sloping upward part. And that sloping upward part is what we're seeing with the restaurants and the retail and what we're seeing with arts and entertainment. That sloping downward part of the K that's what we're seeing in construction and manufacturing and engineering and wholesale trade. And you need to understand there are two different factors which are affected those or have affected those. The upper part of the K, the retail, the restaurants, that was social distancing. Bottom part of the K, they're affected by something totally different. They're affected by the construction has been affected by overbuilding. We overbuilt an office space and we're pretty close to being overbuilt in industrial warehouse space. Uh, energy, everybody's very aware of the travails of the new industry. And manufacturing is so tied to the energy industry, and that's the reason why that is struggling. Understood. Patrick, back in April, the Wall Street Journal polled about 60 economists on what they anticipate in terms of economic growth. Of course, that was before the Delta variant. But what did they say, and where do you think we're headed in terms of growth overall? Well, there was, there was a lot of play on this in the media when it was released. Uh, GDP came in at 6.5% in the second quarter, 6.5% real GDP growth. A lot of economists thought it'd be about 9.1. And so there's a great deal of disappointment that it wasn't quite as high, but you need to put that in perspective. The 20-year average growth, quarterly average growth for GDP is about 2%. So yeah, it was a little below expectations, but it was th still three times the historic rate. Uh, if, if you're looking at what the consensus out there is that we'll see GDP growth at about 7% in the quarter we're in now, the third quarter about 5.4% in the fourth quarter and somewhat trending downwards, but still well above the long-term average of 2%. Uh, I think even with the Delta variant, things may slip a little bit, but we're still going to see growth well above the long-term historic average. Got it. You know, as we talked about at the top of this, the Delta variant has certainly dealt us a big blow. Hospitals across the country are once again overwhelmed, and we're seeing rapidly climbing rates of new infections and unfortunately deaths. What could this mean for our recovery? What could Delta spell for us? The biggest impact it's going to have is going to be on consumer confidence, or in other words, another way to say that is, is consumer behavior. You're hearing the airlines like Southwest and Frontier are already reporting that the number of cancellations, reservation cancellations are up in August and their bookings are down. If you go to the restaurant app, Open Table, and it tracks where restaurant reservations are now compared to where they were prior to the pandemic, we're already seeing restaurant reservations are down about anywhere from 7 to 14% compared to where we were prior to the pandemic. We'd gotten back up to where restaurant reservations were even prior to the pandemic, and now we're starting to see a little bit of a slip there. The hotels are reporting cancellations on bookings as people don't want to travel. And uh, Governor Abbott has come out and asked for people to postpone elective surgeries. Uh, so you're starting to definitely see it affecting consumer behavior. One of my biggest concerns is, is if we start to see a surge in the Delta variant overseas, it's going to affect the supply chains even more. Uh, there are reports out now that the third busiest port in the world, Ningbo, if I'm pronouncing it right, in China, is partially shut down because they've had a surge of COVID viruses among the dock workers there. And so that's something that will continue to affect inflation and continue affectability for manufacturers to get their inputs. And I mean, this is a time when the store should be stocking up and the warehouse should be filling up with stuff for the, the holiday shopping season. And we may see some interruption of that as we see the virus surge in other parts of the world. 
Yeah, I think we all know that we're unlikely to see another lockdown here in Texas unless things continue to get considerably worse. What can ordinary citizens do to both protect themselves, Patrick, and ensure our businesses are able to recover and continue to employ our residents? Gosh, it's so simple, and it, it takes very little effort at all for someone to try to protect themselves and, and to do their, their small part for the economy. It's, it's wear a mask. Wear a mask when you're out in public. Uh, get vaccinated if you haven't gotten vaccinated. Practice social distancing. And encourage others to do all three of these, the mask wearing, the vaccination, and the social distancing. Unfortunately, uh, mask wearing is no longer something, uh, and a vaccination is no longer something which is social. It should be social responsibility, but people see it as a political statement. And unfortunately, because they're trying to make a political statement, they're hurting others around them. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, before we wrap up, I, I do want to touch on travel if we can. That industry uh, was, of course, decimated by the pandemic and restrictions on travel. You talked a little bit before about hotel bookings and how that's being impacted by Delta. How is travel recovering? Well, we, we saw a significant impact on travel in Houston last year. There's data that comes out from an organization called Dean Runyon that gathered on, half, on behalf of the Texas governor. Uh, we saw travel spending in Houston last year drop by a third. Uh, normally, we'd see around $19 billion. We only saw about $13 billion last year. We saw the loss of jobs directly tied to travel of over 25,000 jobs. Uh, but we are starting to see things pick up. The hotels are reporting uh, increased occupancy. It had fallen. The average occupancy last year was around 41%. Uh, it looks like it's going to average about 52% this year, maybe 61% next year. So that's picking up. The airport system is already seeing an, an increase, at least in June. The most recent time for which we have the data is we're seeing uh, domestic and international employments picking up. Uh, there's been a surge in fall shows. We're getting ready to have the World Petroleum Congress in December. Uh, one of my favorite, the quilt show coming in October. Houston First, the organization which is responsible for marketing and helping book these conventions, uh, 92% of the shows that, that were canceled in 2020 have already been rebooked. So we're expecting to see a pickup in, in, in travel, both business and leisure. But once again, the Delta variant could derail that. Got it. Patrick, uh, thank you for joining me for this conversation today. AJ, it's always a pleasure. I hope those who listen to the podcast are getting some information they can use. And that's it for this episode of the Bayou Business Download. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so via your favorite podcasting platform or by visiting the podcast page at houston.org. There you'll find links to recent data and news updates and learn how you can get more involved in the work of the partnership to make a difference in Houston. Thanks again for listening to Bayou Business Download.